Hello, friends. We're friends, right? We're all friends here. Oh, and welcome to actually episode one of an Awakening to Love podcast. It's exciting. We are here. It is sunny for the time being here in Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, we are deep, deep, deep into quarantine at the time. We are several weeks in, and... uh, there's actually some stuff on the horizon here that we might be opening up here in the next week or two, but you know, we'll see. Um, I don't, I don't know what to think about all this right now, to be honest. Yeah, definitely mixed emotions because it's like exciting to think we're going to get out and see some people, but it's also a little nerve wracking because we don't know how it's all going right. to play out. Yeah. That's the thing is you, you hear so many different takes from uh, both sides that seem to have experts and all this stuff. You're like, man, I don't know what to believe. Right. about you know whether we should have all been completely quarantined like this if the government uh, is quarantining us quarantining us to get some other things done um, kind of shady in nature yeah. I don't know yeah I'm usually not like a conspiracy theory kind of guy but you just never know I guess yeah it's hard to know so we just have to trust that they're making wise decisions and keeping us safe and that we're gonna be wise in how we yeah do everything well so we're in we're in quarantine i don't know this is like week five maybe week five or six or something six, like I that think we're about and to uh at least one of the good things that's come out of it is we are doing this podcast which yes. we've talked about for a started it. while yes um we've talked about a podcast and a and just a social media thing and a and a blog and all this stuff about this thing called relationships, which are really kind of the cornerstone of all of our lives. Something we all would say are very important, if not the most important thing to us. And so we've been very passionate about relationships, whether it's marriages or, or dating or whatever it is. Um, it's something we've talked about for a while. And so quarantine has kind of shoved us into that a little bit, I guess. Yes. 24 seven relationships. Of all kinds. Oh, man. It has been a ride already. We, um, so for us, the quarantine, we were in Orlando, Florida mm-hmm. when everything kind of came, came crashing down around us. And the, the, during that week was kind of the beginning of, hey, next week we're going to shut things down. In fact, we got into Orlando and our kids, we're able to sneak in the last, the very last day that the Orlando parks were open. Yeah, you know, I just thought about that. That's yeah. kind of history in the making. Yeah. They got to go to the last, it was on a Sunday, yep. the last day before they closed, and now they're saying they may not even open until next year. Insane. Crazy. Yeah, we got there We got there on a Saturday night and found out that um, Disney, all of their parks, Orlando, uh, Universal, everything was going to be closing. They were all going to be open that Sunday. And then that Monday, they were all going to be closed for who knows how long. And so our kids got to go to Universal. Um, the three of them alone, which was kind of funny. Yeah, they loved it. I'm sure they did. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we were we were in Orlando with uh, the five of us and Janine's parents. And um, kind of surreal because we were like in paradise, I guess, in a way. It was like a perfect week in Orlando. It was like pretty cool at night and 
the humidity was low. It was warm. We got to go to the pool. And we were in a uh, timeshare resort. And so we got to kind of stick around the resort. But there were pools and things to do. Um, and as the week progressed, it got obviously weirder and weirder where restaurants were closing. And Yeah, well, I mean, we basically pretty much went to the pool every day. Although my son didn't always go because he was freaked out about even swimming in a pool yeah. because of the germs. Mm-hmm. And uh, did the late at the pool a couple hours, would go inside, play games, eat. For the most part, we sent mm-hmm. Shane to be our gopher for right. groceries. And You go to Walmart. Um, yeah, you go ahead. But okay. it was also protecting my parents, who I didn't really want out at sure. that point. And... Um, yeah, and then we went. We hit a few restaurants that literally had like a few small groups of people here oh, and yeah. there, which was great, but also weird. And then we were pretty much like, we're not going to do miniature golf. There's a lot of germs with that. Like we just we we were very limited to the pool and yep. inside and a few restaurants and made our own food, and that was our vacation. But it was still wonderful because we were in Florida and deal and enjoying the warmth and being away. But I I felt like toward the end of it, it was like, okay, let's just get home because yeah. everything was shutting down and kind of telling us we needed to go home. I was worried right. we were going to not be able to drive out of Florida. It did start to feel that way. It was oh, and the super... beach is closed. Yep, beach is... Oh, that was the other thing. <clears throat> we went to Cocoa Beach literally the the yes. day before right. they closed the beaches. So yeah. we got we got lucky on a couple different levels. Um, it was so... The place where we were staying was extremely close to the entrance to Magic Kingdom. And uh, on a couple of my trips out uh, to do things, I would drive by this entrance, which would usually be pretty busy and yeah. bustling. And it was just a ghost town. It was so weird. I would say the most nerve wracking part of it was getting my parents mm-hmm. back home because my sister went ahead and booked their flight for a day early. So um, we were just worried about them mm-hmm. flying because of the fact that obviously that's very germ infested typically. And then Southwest was saying they were, of course, cleaning everything like crazy. So I'm like, it may actually be the cleanest it's ever been. And they had very small amount of people on their flight, got mm-hmm. home safely, and then were just quarantined right away. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to hear people's stories about the week before quarantine because for a lot of us it was spring break. Right. And for a lot of us it was just a normal week, and then it was shut down. But for for many of us, we may have been on vacation and cut it short, or. Um, would be interesting to hear some stories, but uh, that's kind of our story of how that went down. And then we came back to Franklin, and uh, very, very quickly things were shut down. And then uh, Franklin actually was kind of slow. Tennessee in general, kind of slow to um, actually keep everyone in homes except for essential stuff. And so there was a little bit of time there we weren't completely quarantined, right. but. It eventually happened. We've been in the house for. We did get home and I think immediately go to the grocery store and like the shelves were empty. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, what did we find? Like one box of pasta, maybe. Yep. And no toilet paper, of course. Of course. And so, actually, before we left, I had bought a few things of toilet paper at Big Lots, knowing things might be getting weird. Mm -hmm. So at least we were a little bit prepared. Flour and things like that that I bought. but yeah, it was. It's been crazy, and so now it's been what about six weeks since then, close to it. Yeah, I think. probably. We're starting least. our sixth week. Yeah, so it's just been the five of us. So kind of interesting. Obviously, a, a great thing about this quarantine is that it's given us more time to put into starting something like this. But mm-hmm. it's also 
a little bit weird that our first episode is right in the middle of this. Right. <laughs> and so um, we, we really just wanted to start this podcast. It's really a conversation. We would love for this to eventually be something where we communicate with you uh, through through social media, we have a blog, all those things. We'd love this to be a conversation and not just us like preaching or teaching because we, we have no desire to do that. Um, no, we would definitely love feedback or questions or comments or like, hey, can you guys talk about this? Or have you guys ever mm-hmm. dealt with this in your relationship? Or, no. you know, we figured a lot of it's going to be telling you things that we've done that didn't work out well or yeah. funny stories or things that did work out well. And just kind of how we've remained married mm-hmm. after yeah. almost 22 years. We're, we're almost to 22. Pretty awesome. Like a month and a half from now. Pretty Two crazy. Two months, I guess. Yeah. No, a month and a half. But anyways, yeah, that's, that's the goal for us, for this podcast and for everything we're doing is to really just have this conversation. It'll be conversations about life, about relationships, love, dating, all that stuff. We'll do some parenting. Um, and my, my, Guess is that somewhere down the road we'll probably have guests sure. on the podcast. And We've already tried to, to recruit some of our friends. Right. So. And so we're just going to have fun with it. And hopefully you guys follow along and uh, interact with us. But So this quarantine obviously has done a lot of things. And for those of us in relationships, uh, it has certainly put us into a completely new realm <laughs> in our relationships. And so I wanted to start off with... Just give me, Janine, maybe a couple things like what's been the best part of this, what's the positive stuff about the quarantine for you, and what's been maybe the worst or some negative things that have come out? Well, I have to say, I mean, obviously we know some people, both adults, work from home. That has not been the case for us. For the most part, you don't work at home, um, and I'm at home, typically. Um, It's varied through the years, but... uh, that's been a big change because if he, if Shane hasn't had paint jobs, he's been home. Um, but what is kind of interesting is that we, um, well, me and the kids for the most, well, you too, I guess, kind of stay up really late and we've, you know, we've, uh, taken, we've had a rotation of movie watching. Everybody gets to pick from their list, but, uh, we stayed up really late and then slept in and Shane has never been able to sleep in. So he's pretty Mm -hmm. much, up in the mornings and it's it's relative yeah well and um so it's kind of been a i don't know what the right word is forced forced boundaries Mm -hmm. or something in the fact that you like we would sleep sometimes till i mean it totally depends but sometimes it could be 11 sometimes it could be two depending on like there's some days or nights that i'm like i didn't go to bed till four Mm -hmm. i couldn't sleep and so uh he would be awake probably by nine and he'd have like nine to two that he gets to work and do Mm -hmm. whatever he's doing. Yeah. So that's been good for us, I think, because then we're not together literally 24 seven. But, um, I would say the positive things have been, um, obviously more time together as a family, the five of us, our kids are older. So for the most part, they'd be running around busy working with their friends, not home. So Mm -hmm. that's been a huge gift to me because our oldest is about to move out and our middle, our son is about to graduate high school and of course is with his friends all the time. And our youngest is 16 and, you know, wanting to drive and be out Mm -hmm. and whatever. So that's a huge plus for me. Like I know I will always look back on this time as a gift for us as a family. Mm -hmm. Let me interject there 
I don't think we've mentioned this yet, but we have three kids. Uh, we have our oldest is 20, and as Janine said, she's about to move out into an apartment with a good friend. Our middle child is a boy, our only boy. He's 18 and is, well, I was going to say is graduating, but I guess in a way has gra- school has been canceled for the year, which I am totally bummed out about. He's, I'm, I'm, Janine and I are way more bummed about it than he is. Yeah. Um, but he, he wasn't really worried about prom, so that wasn't a thing. But of course, I desperately want him to have a ceremony, which they are yeah. still hoping to do. And I keep, I keep harping on this. They keep making fun of me, but I keep thinking about my last couple of weeks of my senior year of high school. I just remember them. I was telling Holden yesterday, you just feel everyone, no matter where you are on the like popularity spectrum or whatever it is, those last couple of weeks, all the seniors, at least in my experience, every senior felt special those last couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's a it was it's closure, and one of the things yeah. that I'm so upset about, that I think is very unique to his school, is that they typically have the seniors I think walk in their cap and gown, in go back to their elementary mm-hmm. school, and that makes me gonna cry even thinking about it. But they're not gonna be able to do that now, and of course that I just think would have been so sweet. Yeah. Um, so, so, anyways, so he's really 18. the parents are mourning that right, more than he totally. Is. He's 18 and is in the midst of graduating and figuring out figuring out what's next. And then our youngest uh, is 16. Yes, and she was supposed to get her license literally right when this mm-hmm. all happened. So that was because her birthday was the 23rd. So that was a bummer. So she's anxiously yeah. waiting to get out and get it. Yes. So sorry, I interjected. No, yeah. That about so, our kids. Um, yeah, and um, well, and I always add to the other part of that just because it's part of our story. I was a surrogate and had two other kids. Yes. Just because in my head, I have to always include that that I've had five well, yeah. children. It's important. Uh, but they and they are almost. Can you believe she's almost ten, and he is seven, and um, their mom actually just got remarried, mm-hmm. and so it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, how we'll happy definitely have to get into are. that story. Yes. One time. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so I would say the big one is the family time, of course. We'll always cherish the gift of that. And, um, you know, I would say, I don't, I mean, I'm trying to think of the other benefits. I mean, we've certainly tried to get more creative and, you know, we played more cards, more games, watched tons of movies, watched TV, sat on our porch. Uh, we yes. moved into a rental house. We had been in an apartment last year in an apartment. So I am very grateful that yeah, during this, for real, we are in a house with six acres. So we have this beautiful property to look at. And, um, also God gave me the gift of a lilac tree, which if you know me is my favorite flower mm-hmm. and my children make fun of me that I say lilacs because mm-hmm. I guess Southerners say lilacs, lilac, lilac. Act. That's so strange to me because I grew up saying lilacs, but hmm. Anyway, they're probably both right. That was a fun surprise because I've never seen them really growing in Tennessee. They're usually a northern flower. Uh, so that's been fun. And so we've had this beautiful front porch and we have a very loud train. And, um, but it's just been like peaceful. A train that goes by, we don't own it. Sorry, we don't, we don't own yeah. a train. A train that goes by <laughs> literally across the street, it is so loud. The <laughs> horn is so loud. Oh my God. Uh, even the dog is ears perk up, I think, every time. Um, but it's been, it's felt a little bit to me, actually, like a little oasis of like, okay, well, if we just have to be home, we get to sit, yeah. enjoy the view, yeah, and 
the spring in Tennessee is beautiful and it's really been amazing weather. So that's been certainly a gift. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I, I am an extrovert and so probably the worst part for me of this whole thing has been not interacting with people that I typically interact, like a bigger group of people that I typically interact with. And so, um, Oh yeah. Well, and I should say I'm an introvert and I was literally, I already felt like I was in quarantine because we, well, I had, I had quit this job that I had in December where I was working at a store and then we had a car breakdown and so I didn't have a car. And so I felt very stuck in the house Mm -hmm. and then all this happened and I was like, Oh, this is kind of my norm. But all of a sudden there were four other people that were here now 24 seven. And I was like, Oh, you guys are, we kind of joined, we kind of joined Janine in quarantine is what happened. Um, and so that has been definitely an adjustment for me. Um, there's a lot of times where I felt like I actually got energy from being around people and from, um, right. I, I just, that that's always been one definition for me of of knowing that I'm an extrovert is because when I'm around people, when I'm interacting, when I'm, um, what's the um, what's the word when you work with people, um, whatever it is. I don't know. Engage? No. Yeah, engage. When I'm engaging with people, when I'm working with people towards a common goal, that that like gives me energy, and yeah. I haven't really had that. Um, so that's been, I guess, a negative. But at the same time, it's also been a positive for me to realize. Um, some things about myself and I'm not going to get into that right now. It'll take a while, but mm-hmm. maybe on another episode, yeah. um, some things I've learned about myself through that. Um, the positive thing for me has been kind of this forced into myself <laughs> type of thing where typically I could live my kind of routine day to day life and kind of shove down any emotions or fears or worries that I may have, I can just push those aside. And that's, to be honest, probably part of my extroversion is if I'm around people, I can kind of use my humor and my, my people skills to get through a day without having to stop and think through some of the things that are, that are bothering me, um, or that I have fears about. And so this time has kind of forced me into looking at some of those things right in the eyes. And, well, and it definitely, I think, has made us go mm-hmm. like, oh, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> this is us. Yeah. How's this going for us? Right. And what's working, what's not working, and why are you driving me nuts mm-hmm. in this moment? And and really getting to the deeper reasons yeah. to those things, I think. Oh, you know what another thing is? Um, it just hit me. Another positive is that we may have thought before this that, you know, I, I stayed at the weight I'm at or gain weight because of eating out. That's not true. A hundred percent. Not true. <laughs> no, we've barely, we've, we've barely, we haven't eaten out hardly at all. I'm just a few like drive through, but not like, much rarely mostly been eating home. And uh, that has not proven, is that what you used to proven think? to be the, is that what you well, used, used to think? think that was a factor, but hmm. I'm starting to think, eh, I think it's no, <laughs> it's I don't think that's it. It's not. You can uh, gain weight even if you only eat at home. Yes. Especially if you're making chocolate chip cookies. Uh, what? Every day. What? That could do it. Oh, Lord. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, so yes, <laughs> uh, those are some of the personal things that quarantine has brought up. But um, as you just mentioned, this has also forced our marriage, our relationship, and maybe some of you can relate to this. Well, and we didn't talk about the negatives, or you didn't ask the negatives. You, you just kind of asked some positives. Did, oh, where are we going to? Well, talk my negative. Oh, well, I guess we can kind of. I don't. Uh, maybe that's too. My negative. Deg- to my do. negative was just not being around people. Oh yeah. Well, <clears throat> that was like a plus for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's like oh cool. Even more like I'm good oh. with that. Uh, no, but it, although I say that, and it was still like oh the house still has four other people. Where normally, if you guys were at school or work, no, I was alone. And I was good with that. Um, so that's definitely still more people in my world always in the house. So there are moments that I'm like, oh, gosh, I'd love to have my house alone mm-hmm. again for a little while. So which we've made, you know, there's been things we've done, I think, to remedy that. Like I'll go outside or take a walk or go for a drive or something mm-hmm. like that, which for the most part you and I have done together mm-hmm. just to get out from the kids. And not even because they were... They've really done well. I mean, there really hasn't been a lot of bickering and things like that. I mean, there's certainly moments. Yeah. Um, but we have enough space that everybody can kind of separate themselves when they need to. That's why I was thinking if we'd been been in an apartment, that would have been like, oh, Lord, we're going to lose our minds. Right. So we've, you know, I think we all kind of recognize when we need to go be in our separate rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we do that. Well, the other thing we were talking about yesterday was God bless each and every one of you who mm. have smaller, younger children. And kids you're having to actually homeschool and stuff. Right. Yeah. We are not in that No. I'm era. so thankful. Actually. And so we, we, we are not, uh, we're definitely aware of the fact that it's been easier for us because our kids are older. Um, but um, both of Janine's sisters have younger kids. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I think about their lack of sleep and I'm yeah. like, oh, their quarantine really experience has been very different from ours. Yes, for oh. sure. It's a lot more stressful. And I do feel bad. I wish I was there to relieve some of it, although yeah. I don't even know that I could because we're not supposed to be near everybody. Yeah. But yeah, it's been nice that our kids sleep till two because then we can kind of just yeah, for real. chill. So one of the things about this quarantine as far as relationships go is obviously it's forced us into, at least for us, I know some people work from home and so maybe they are together or more, but for us, it's forced us into this extended period of time where we're essentially together 24 seven. Um, and you know what, normally, can I just say normally I like that? Like uh, we have said before, I think we are the kind of people or at least the way our personalities are. And I just have to say I'm a four on the Enneagram Mm -hmm. and Shane is a nine. If you know anything about the Enneagram, which we'll have a conversation about that later. Um, We are well, plus we started out as friends and I think that helped us. Mm -hmm. But we like being together. Some couples, I think, don't (laughs) or at least don't for long periods of time. So it's not at all like I feel like it's been like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sick of being with you. No. What it, if we have issues, it's usually like I have a certain way of doing things in my hmm? kitchen and you're not usually doing that oh, in my kitchen. Shoot. Or when I go grocery shopping, Uh-oh. this is what I do. And you're with me now every time and now <laughs> doing it this way and it's driving me nuts. So which, you know, okay, those yes. are those are small things, actually. But it's funny, the arguments we've had over them. <laughs> but but there is a right. Oh, That's no. okay. There is a better and a not as good way no, I to can't, pack. I can't hear that. To pack groceries. That's not bags. even fair. 
especially if you are a different personality to say there's a better way. No, there's a your way and a my way. And nobody says either one's better, but you're practical Patty over there and think that your way is always better. Well, I wouldn't do it my way if it uh, wasn't better. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> Why would I do it another way that's not as good? You know what I mean? Mm. I feel like that makes sense. But again, it, it probably uh, if you talk to one person with one personality and another with another, they'd go, oh, yeah. oh well, that's how I do it too. It well, works of course. great. Yes. So these are some of the things that we get to uh, work through. As we spend hmm. lots and lots and <laughs> lots of time together. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm sure that there have been worse examples of that with other people. But those are the things we've had to work through. And they're real. They're very real. Yeah. And they certainly, it's crazy how you can find yourself going, are we seriously arguing over this? And we've argued over it for about 30 minutes now. And it's so <laughs> dumb. And so it's, dumb. it's all of a sudden turned me into hating you in this moment. And how could something so right. small get twisted so oh, quickly, yeah. which I will say, I really think that's one of the things I want to talk about with this relationship thing, even for people and marriages that I know that haven't lasted or haven't worked out, is how do you stop yourself from really from taking something so small, mm -hmm. twisting it into something so big and taking it so far that it literally creates this wedge between you and and then it it starts there, I think, and mm -hmm. there becomes you know, layer upon layer yeah. upon layer. How do we? I think what know, happens is something small that? happens, and it's a microcosm of something bigger, to where your, to where your mindset, eventually, I think, I'm speaking for myself, can be, like, well, this happened, and yes, it's small and stupid, but then you just kind of let it grow, and by the end, you're saying you never, right, blah blah blah. You don't. This is or what, I hate this you. is what you do. <laughs> I hate you because like, you do this. This is who you this are, and this is what you you know. I feel like it can get to that pretty quickly, and that's how I think it gets into this bigger thing. When yeah, the thing that actually happened was kind of small and stupid, but it's just kind of pulling the thread of something that's yeah. And I mean, the reality is, it's not just that's not that's not ultimately the reason marriages fail. I no. know that, but I do think for some people it starts with the little things and then mm -hmm. ends up the bigger Sure. and certainly ends up the bigger to why people make wrong choices in their marriage and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it'd be, but I think it's entertaining to talk about some of those things yeah, and totally talk about some of the funny stories, but also talk about ways that we can probably handle them differently or yes. better. Well, another, forward. another thing that, that Janine, Tr at least tries to be better at than I do is is a little more naturally better at this than me is self care. Mm. Well, probably and, it's because I'm more selfish. Let's be honest. Well, that, mm, self care is not selfish. No, but yeah, no, it's not. But I certainly, I guess it's a. I don't know. <laughs> I struggle with the. De <laughs> I struggle with the definition of that <laughs> because I am certainly the first to say no self care is not selfish but I am more selfish natured than you but then I also think I gave somebody else two babies and so I'm not always selfish natured of course you're not. but um but I do think there's a little bit you know certainly one person can be a little bit more prone but the reality is I do think like you said self-care isn't selfish but I actually think a lot of times we twist it mm -hmm. and like you aren't really good at self-care mm -hmm. and nope. that doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing that's no. actually not healthy to, because then you aren't taking care of you you're just worried about taking everybody care of everybody else and then that affects you in a negative way and that's not good either because then you it's the whole you know you can't pour from an empty cup so um right 
I think I'm just better at being more aware of like, oh, Lord, I need time by myself. Well, you know, shocker, you're more tapped into your emotions. Well, <laughs> yes. Oh, boy, that's another issue for me. Yeah, and I mean, to some degree, that's probably, I mean, it's a little stereotypical to say it's a woman thing versus men thing, but I think that is a little bit more in our nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also the way you were raised, and you weren't really raised to tap into your emotions. No. So that's, we've been married almost 22 years, and we're still dealing with that, and I'm still going, yep. hello, I need someone there emotionally. Are you there? I'm alone. And I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, but... Mm. <laughs> it's why we still women yet. needs friends and girlfriends <clears throat> and women to, yeah. to converse with because I would die if I only had one man to talk to. At the same time, I think to. that's true what you're saying that that women and men need friends and and maybe people of the same persuasion who yeah. can understand and blah blah blah. That is true. At the same time, I'm fully aware and would champion the idea that that's not like a cop-out for men right to be like oh you just need a girlfriend so you can stop asking me to be there right which i think is also ridiculous and so there's some some healthy balance of that um where i know that and, and you know what how how can you expect me sorry how can i expect to be there for you emotionally when I'm not even there for myself emotionally. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even. That's a good statement, right? I don't there. even go there. Maybe a you lot should of repeat times. that. Maybe you should repeat that. I feel like that's like a tweetable moment. All right, you guys, uh, <laughs> go ahead and. Uh, that's hit, like an Oprah light bulb moment. Hit record on your iPhones. <laughs> Seriously. For this one. Say that again. How can I expect to be there for you emotionally when I'm not there for myself emotionally? Right. Which of hmm. course is still the whole you can't pour from an empty cup Just kind of a of thing. Like if you're not taking care of you. How can you help take care of I was of just thinking else? in my head a minute ago how it feels like actually not having self-care is selfish, but I didn't know how to make that work, but that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Like me not having self-care for myself emotionally robs you of having a partner who's there mm. for you emotionally. And so it's kind of selfish on my part to not take care of, oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, we just did our own therapy <sighs> right there and... uh we probably could close on that note, but Amen. I want to say Jesus. that uh, let's hope that the goal for the next 20 years um, is, you know, that that looks different. Yeah. That would be my hope. That would be great. <laughs> um, some other things I thought about for us during this quarantine was um, just the phrase extra grace came to mind. Hmm. Um, and that's for both of us. We, this is a I'm crazy situation. Said he said to have extra grace for me. And so have you for me. <laughs> Yeah, but okay, let's be honest. If everybody knows Shane, well, whoever knows Shane and knows people that are nines, for the most part, they're pretty chill and pretty easygoing. And since we got married, he's easy to live live with. I'm sure I'm not. And, well, I'm just a lot more of a feeler and emotional and whatever. But it also comes in waves because I think living with a nine has made me way more easygoing than I ever was. And... I kind of, I think I pick and choose my emotional moments sometimes. Yes, but on the, maybe on the day-to-day like physically living with me is easy. But the other side of that, of my nineness that I'm sure has been very frustrating has been, um, why haven't you done that yet? Like oh, this whole, Lord. like, like starting why, aren't this you, podcast. why haven't you done that? Why haven't you right. 
actually, I see these gifts in you and you're not doing it. And have, has this not, have you like, there's gotta be some frustration of not wanting to like nag someone, Mm -hmm. but also being like, dude, are you serious? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's where in my mind where it would be difficult to live at times to live with someone like me, because it's like, but I also think, I also think that shows you the benefit of friendships outside of your marriage. Yeah. That, you know what? It's actually really important to have people outside of our relationship that can say that to us. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, haven't you been dealing with that for 20 years? Like that hasn't changed or, you know, obviously not all of us are in relationship with people that we've known for 20 years, but you know, it's important to have friends that are honest and give you feedback about who you are in your life. And I will tell you on this podcast, I don't have probably any honest friends like that that have said, Hey, Janine, you suck at that. (laughs) Right. Stop doing that. (laughs) So, you know, if anyone out there wants to be my friend to do that, please, I, I welcome it. I need it. Yeah, I would say I've moved a position maybe ish in that realm. I'm again as a nine. That's not my natural bent. Is what you just described would be in my t- terms a confrontation mm. to yeah. say this is not your thing. And I, You're you know, I'm a four and I don't love it either. But and so I've had to work at both in our life and just in my life in general with work and people I've worked with and whatever of uh, being okay with saying what I'm thinking or feeling or seeing. Yeah. And I'm not always great at it. Right. So anyways, that's, that's where this whole idea of extra grace has come from because when you're forced into this extra time together, Mm -hmm. um, you hear the way they eat. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, the chewing, the chewing, the nonstop chewing. And it's not just me. My uh, daughters are like, oh Lord, oh, daddy man. chews so loud. Our oldest daughter has the, has the gene, I think. Oh, but I used to feel that way. I still feel that way when you're I hear my, way, my father of. chew. You hear <laughs> so that way a little bit. Father daughter like chewing. One of your sisters has, oh, it, yes. has it really bad. Oh, my aunt. Your brother too. My brother, yeah. It's, it's, it, somehow in this quarantine, the chewing has been... Um, mm-hmm. Amp- amped up yeah. to be a lot louder. Oh my gosh. How, does that, oh how is that gosh. possible? But it has. Yep. Um, so there's just so many things that you're forced into kind of seeing that. But I also think it's like our, our 20 year old who was, was supposed to have already moved out, but with all of this, it all hadn't happened. But she probably notices the most and is like, I'm sure she's thinking, oh Lord, I got to get out yeah, of here. She's just at and that you point. know what? If we were 20, we would have been in the same oh, exact yeah, sure. place. I I think I was when I was home uh, for a well, semester. luckily we were in college, and so like yeah, but away. when I but when I went home and was home for a semester, oh. I remember going back, going, oh Lord, yeah. I got to get back out of here. I can't do it. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, um, one other thing, other thing that I would say, this should always be the case, but just I thought of this in quarantine being together so much is just this idea of being for each other. Mm. And so I don't always do that super well, especially um, when it comes to like parenting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in terms Wait, of what does that mean? Meaning? Cause I'm always the disciplinarian. <laughs> n- no, just in terms of if you guys are having like a oh. emotional conversation or an argument, no, you just usually sigh at me like I'm being overreactive and 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't always so, check in to those. So that, but then also even just being for each other in, in terms of being the other person's biggest fan, like mm. for whatever you're encouraging. Yeah. Encouraging is not. Mm. Yes. Lord. Man, what is this <laughs> episode turning into? <laughs> Encouraging is not totally being having ah. encouraging words is not a hundred percent my natural gift oh, either. It's just not. Um, and again, that's that's <laughs> it goes back to I am. I, I don't know if we told you this. I'm a nine, <laughs> and I do not necessarily. It's not that I don't like it or receive it, like encouraging words. Words and, of affirmation. Yeah, don't that's really do great, for and you. everyone needs that from time to time. But it's not something I need consistently to like believe in myself or well, whatever. You know what? I think that or to have a healthy um, self esteem. I don't necessarily need that, and so because of that, this is my excuse. Yeah. I don't know if it's totally true or not, um, psychologically or whatever. But f- my excuse is I don't need that from people, and so it's hard for me to be intentional in my thinking that people around me need it well and of course yeah that was like my big love language but i will say i think mine has turned into not even as much words of affirmation as it's it is encouraging Mm -hmm. words like you can do it or you know like it's gonna be okay i don't yeah i guess i guess for me it probably used to be more i'm sure i viewed that more as like compliments about who i was where maybe that's just because i'm in my 40s and i'm kind of like whatever but Um, I feel like now it's more like, okay, we're in freaking quarantine Mm -hmm. and I'm struggling and I need to know that we're not all going to die next week. And like that kind of a thing when I have like a, like the other day I kind of had a meltdown and I actually had not for a while and I just needed like, yeah, it's going to be all right and we're going to get through it and whatever. And I think he just tapped me on the back and I thought, oh Lord, I need to call, call somebody else. I need somebody oh that's going to give gosh. me some feedback. I didn't tap you. I yes. rubbed your back. Okay, well, you know. That's a little different. Yeah, words would have been great, though. But yeah. you, but the reality is you learn about each other. Like, he could text me words all day long. But speaking them, it's like foreign. It's interesting. I'm sure someone out there is listening to this who has some type of formal training would say, yeah, I need to see this guy. Yeah, at the same time, I do think you know, this is totally off the subject, but I was going to say it's the gift of texting in our relationship is the fact that you are naturally, when you write things down, all your thoughts come to you and Mm -hmm. you're better at that. And so you pour out everything through words or notes or letters or cards. So when we text, I think that's when you do all that. And that's when you probably affirm me and I have to remember that. And I'm like, but could you just read it out loud so I can hear it audibly? (laughs) Because I actually need to hear things like that. So it is something we're continuing to learn about ourselves. And honestly, I think that would be okay to go, no, seriously, read it out loud because I need to hear it. Like I probably need to be more intentional about saying, hey, you know when you said that or when you texted (sighs) me that, could you just say it now? Uh, and I think it's just the the fact that different people communicate different ways. I sure. don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just that you have to learn to be flexible on what the other person needs and try to figure out ways to meet it, I guess. I don't know. That's my opinion on that. Well, the other, the other thing that has changed, obviously, is the um, ability <clears throat> to go on dates. Right. And we haven't always been incredibly good at that. I would say we've been... Well, it's been easier now that a our little kids are more older, consistent, but... ish. But usually, it's like movies, 
It's nothing too. Or well, coffee. Financially, we've made them very cheap dates yes. just because we've needed to, and so it's it's not a lot of creativity, but. I think one of the things I've loved the most about this quarantine is going on drives because yeah. the weather's been so beautiful. There's some days I'm like, let's just go drive somewhere. Yes. So we've gone on drives out into the beautiful countryside of, of uh, Middle Tennessee. It's been amazing. Um, maybe maybe we've gone to Target. Yes, which everybody loves to do that. And, you know. I'll always do I'll, that for I'll, a date. I'm just going to say it. We participated in... I guess it's not illegal, but discouraged activity. We went to Target pretending like we were going for essentials, well, which we, we did, were. We did buy essentials. Um, but we browsed. And we browsed, but then I realized I didn't even. No, I didn't even look at the clothes. Well, kind of walked. No, we looked at shoes. Well, and we looked at shoes. I didn't really look at the clothes. Like and I we looked I at had. the cheap, you know, dollar, three dollar, five dollar section, which yes. none of that was essential. And the home stuff. I think we did look at some of that. And yeah. books, but yeah. So there you go. Felt like Rebels. We got out for a Rebel little, date. Um, this was probably my other. This was probably my favorite date that we've been on in the quarantine. Oh yeah. We found we this. We like to eat. We, we live in Franklin. We live pretty close to this town just east of here called Nolensville, and we just like in the last couple of weeks found this little strip center. Mm-hmm. It's it's hibachi and. Thai, Thai, yeah, but which it, is an interesting but combination. But it said, didn't it say like hibachi to go or yeah, hibachi something like that? And we we love, we love Japanese hibachi and you know just the teriyaki chicken. She likes teriyaki shrimp with the onions, fried rice, fried rice, veggies, onions, veggies, yum and yum sauce. Yum yum sauce, like probably way too much yum yum sauce. Yeah. And so, but we don't go too often because if you go to one of the actual sit down, make it in front They're of you, expensive. you're spending you know yeah. forty fifty dollars. Before you know it. And uh, so, yeah, so we decided we were going to do it on yeah. a lunch date where it was cheaper, yep. not spend too much money, and decided to not take our kids so it would be yes. even cheaper, which I'm sure so they were thrilled. We went and picked it up curbside, of course. It wasn't open. And so then you're like, well, we're not going to take it home and eat. That defeats the purpose of a date. And so just down the road was a Sonic. Mm. And we love Cherry Good Cokes. Old cherry Coke. From there. And so we did Hibachi. In, in styrofoam mm-hmm. to go things with cherry coke and we sat right Sounds there so good. in the sonic stall and ate it that was fun what a date mm-hmm. it yep. doesn't get much better than that <laughs> honestly <laughs> if you like food it really doesn't oh my and goodness and but, i can i just say anybody uh-huh. else that went like and i'm hog wild which i think is the funniest expression but it's the only hog thing wild. i can think of as who went hog wild the first few weeks of quarantine and said, Oh, I'm just going to eat anything and everything yeah. I never eat because you know, I can, and I need to comfort myself. Well, I did that. Then I got on the scale and went, we Oh did. yeah, that needs to stop now. Yeah. So this week we're back to mm-hmm. eating cleaner, eating better so that we don't, so we can actually get out of our house when this is all over. It's nice to not walk around feeling completely bloated and toxic, like all the time. <laughs> Feels good. The gyms are going to be busy after all this. So that's that's kind of where we've been the last yeah. few weeks, and and like I said, we've we've definitely been, um, I guess, forced into not forced, but actually given the actual time, which yeah. again is an excuse because I'm a firm believer that you can always make time for what you want to make time for, but with it sitting there right in front of me, in front of us, it's kind of. 
encouraged us, I guess is a better yeah. word into something we've been talking about for a long time, which is this podcast. Um, for me in general, just writing. I've like mm-hmm. Janine's been on me for years, not on me like that, but on me, like encouraging me. You need to be, you need to write something. You need to write a book. You need to write something. And so I've spent a lot more time writing and, um, and we're hoping that even through this podcast, maybe we can write our story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done a lot of reading, which I'll also really, I realize does help in that creative aspect mm-hmm. in your brain of like, Oh, I need to write once you've read, read more. Our life has been great. Like we've been through so much, I guess what you call unbelievable stuff. Um, that 18 moves just alone, which is crazy. But yeah. the caveat is we've always had our health. Our kids have always been healthy. And so it's, it's like, you've always had your health. I haven't always had my health, but to, to in general, not to the extreme of, yeah. Yeah. So that's always been good, but just the, like the financial stuff and the houses and the jobs, lots of jobs, all that has been nuts. And so there's just some, it would be an entertaining story we entertaining. to write about. So maybe we'll and do some that of those sometime. are, some of those are like, how does that happen to people? And then some of it is obviously we've made stupid decisions, obviously along the way too. <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> we have. <laughs> you have sometimes me for us. You have. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyways, Oh, we'll Lord. get into that yes. at some point, but, yes. um, I know I have too, but you know, yes. So weird as it, weird, weird as it is, this is episode one Yeah. in quarantine and uh, we're looking forward to uh, a lot more episodes getting, maybe digging into more topic specific mm-hmm. type of things. And, uh, and I think more stories, I think yeah, those are more the fun, stories. more, more examples of some of our yes. ridiculousness. I yes. think that'll be entertaining. <laughs> So, thank you for being with us for these last 45 minutes. Thank you for um, just following along with us. We would love to hear from you. Um, please be sure to like, subscribe to this. Share. Share. Yes, please share if, if Comment, this is fun. feedback. Uh, all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, follow us on social media if you're not already. Our mm-hmm. Instagram is at love. Uh, that's on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're also our blog, which we'll be contributing to probably about once a week mm-hmm. is, um, an awakening to love dot blogspot.com. And so we would love to interact with you on those platforms. And I'm going to try to post some quotes and different things each day, just, mm-hmm. you know, to connect with you guys. And yeah. if you want to comment something there or give us feedback to those, that yes. would be great also. And if you're not a social media person, I don't know why no. you're not, <laughs> but if you're not, I'll just throw this out there. You can email us. Sure. And our email is Shane and Janine. And by the way, her name is spelled J I N E E N. So Shane and Janine at gmail.com. If you have questions or want to respond, we'll respond to those as well. And you know what? Be kind, please. Yeah, we're just, just starting out. Kind. <laughs> um, but here, here's some things that I would love to hear your input on. Uh, some questions I think that I've thought of that we've asked ourselves and it would be good for you to ponder and think through and we'd love to hear your responses. And the first one is what's been the hardest part of being in a relationship in quarantine? Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely there's a lot of you have that have not had this same experience as us. And so we would love to hear your experience. What's been, what's been difficult about that. Um, another question would be, what have you learned about yourself? 
And so what, what has this time being isolated and quarantined taught you about yourself? Are there things that you've kind of put under the surface and just kind of smushed down forever and have had to kind of confront Mm. during this time? And then finally, what have you discovered about who you are in relationship? So in other words, if you're in a relationship, what have you discovered about yourself yeah, the way like, that you are you the patient one or mm-hmm. the impatient one? Are you yes. the jerk or the nice one? Or maybe there's been an epiphany like, oh, you know what? I've been frustrated with this thing about our relationship this whole time, and I'm realizing it's a lot to do with me. Mm-hmm. That happens often. It happens. <laughs> it happens. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or email us. We'd love to hear for you, hear from you. And again, we'd love for you to like, subscribe, and share. And until next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Bye.